Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. friends and welcome to the happy hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host Jamie and I am so excited that you're here. Each week I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Today's show is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey Teas was started in 2012 in an effort to create t-shirts that are simple yet stylish. All of Milk and Honey's t-shirts start out with top quality products with ethical producers. They then add their uniquely simple designs, and the result is a quality tee that is unique, stylish, and amazingly comfortable. You're going to love their full range of t-shirts, tanks, and sweatshirts that will help you show off your personal style. Milk and Honey is a small business with a heart for giving back. 15% of profits each month go to an organization that is helping people in need. This January, receive 15% off your purchase at milkandhoneytees.etsy.com with the code HAPPYHOUR. So just for you listeners, they've got a code happy hour. Go to their website, milkandhoneytees.etsy.com. Use the code happy hour for 15% off. And be sure you follow them on Instagram because they have great photos. You're going to love their t-shirts there too. Milk and Honey Tees over on Instagram. Keep up with new products, sales, and specials. I personally have some of their t-shirts and love them. Guys, today you're listening to episode number 73, and my guest is Stephanie Holden. Stephanie is a wife to Nick, mom to three grown daughters, and she's called Honey to her grandkids. I've been following Stephanie on Instagram for a while, and I was so intrigued with like the love of her family that I knew I wanted to talk to her. Then I read online about her family tree, and I knew that this girl had a crazy story that I wanted to hear. So today we're going to chat about her becoming a mom at the early age of 16, her early married years, mothering adult children, being a grandma, her crazy family tree that I literally cannot wait for you to hear, and how God saved her entire family in a matter of months. It's just a beautiful story of God's redemption and him chasing her family down. Guys, I spent last weekend at a conference full of women uh, who work for Noonday Collection, and I had so many of you guys come up and say how much you love in the show. And I just want to say thank you. I thank you to them, but I want to say thank you to you, the listener. You guys make this show what it is. I do this show for you. And so I'm just honored that you love it, and I hope to be getting some great guests for you this year. So I just want to say thank you. With that being said, I told you last week about an announcement for a live happy hour, and I'm going to give you a little bit more information at the end of the show, so stick around. If you want to send us a message about anything from the show, we would literally love to hear from you. I'm at Jamie underscore Ivy, I-V-E-Y on Twitter, and Stephanie is HoneyHolden25 on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Here is my conversation with Stephanie Holden. Welcome to the happy hour. That's what we do here. So, Stephanie, um, where do you live? I don't even know. I live in Mississippi. Okay. Way out in the country. That's why you said you're going to town. Yes. We, I mean, when you a, say go to town, how many minutes? It's a big event. It's it's 45 minutes to get okay, to Okay, like, that's into town. Yeah. Yeah. And and all we have is a like a Walmart. We have no Target, no Starbucks, nothing like that. It's that's just, in town. That's all you have. 
Yes. What do you yeah. have where you live? I have woods and cows and uh, goats and deer hunters. and. So what city much. are you in? We live in a little town called Porterville. And the nearest, biggest city would be Meridian. Meridian, okay, Mississippi. I've heard of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's kind of where everybody stops. Everyone tells me, we gassed up in Meridian. You know, we spent the night in Meridian. So it's kind of like that little stopping place for, apparently. I love but, it. Yeah, so we've been there. We're originally from Louisiana, both me and my husband, Nick. That's where we were born and raised. What and, part? Um, he's from Covington, and I'm from Madisonville, which is which is right across the Lake Pontchartrain from New Orleans. We're on the North Shore. Okay. And that's where we were born and raised. And then he joined the Navy when we were young and freshly married and moved off, and we, we never went back. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. well, I need to confess a few things to you before we get going. All right. Number one, I don't know how I found you. I think some people told me you should talk to her. And then I started following her on Instagram. And I thought for the longest time, like I must not have gone to your profile. I thought your name was Honey. <laughs> like I thought that was your name. And I was like, that's fine. Honey's an awesome name. But that's not your name. No. But that's what your grandkids call you. Yes. And then when I figured that out and I went, she has grandkids? You do not look like a grandma. <laughs> you hear that a lot? Yeah, I do. Well, thank you. I'm telling <laughs> I don't you. feel like a grandma. I'm like, am I a grandma? But yeah, it's awesome. We It's part of our testimony. Can I ask you how I, old you are? Yeah, I'm going to be 45 this year. Nick has, we're the same age. He has a birthday this weekend. And um, he's a little bit, he's a few months older than I am. So I'm 44 right now, but going to be 45 this year. And So you got married young and started having babies. We did. We actually, that's part of our testimony, what, what I love to share what the Lord did. But um, Yeah, I want to talk about I, that because I read a little bit on your blog. And I, I, yeah. I have a lot that I read on your blog. That I, After you do this part, I need to hear your family tree from your mouth. I knew you were going to go there. Oh, gosh. I read it last night and I thought, I don't understand this at all. <laughs> Y'all, in a minute, you're, you're going to tell me about your family tree. And if you're listening, you're going to have to like get a pen and paper because we need a diagram for this, Stephanie. It yeah, is crazy. It is. It is so crazy, but it's so awesome. God is just, he's totally been all up in the middle of that. But okay, yeah. So tell me some of y'all's story, you and Nick, when y'all met and all that. We, we were high school sweethearts. He's the only real boyfriend I've ever had. And, um, you know, we started dating in 10th grade and um, just got pregnant when I was 16. Our okay, junior. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's kind of like okay. where our story starts. And um, so that was kind of, he was a big, he was being scouted for, you know, football, college. He was really good ball player with baseball and football. And so that was, you know, that was the path he was going on. And I was really, I loved school and enjoyed it and um, found myself pregnant our junior year. And um we got married. We didn't get married right away. My parents, my dad actually passed away when I was 13. So my mom was, she was widowed at that time and having to deal with all this, bless her heart, you know, freshly widowed too. And, um, so I know it was kind of a hard thing for her to, to go through, but she stood there with me, supported me and didn't, she never like said, you know, you got to get married. You know, okay, you so can I stop you? I'm going to stop yes. you here for a minute. You, um, your family, you're all strong believers now. At the time, nobody in your family loved Jesus. 
My mom did. Your mom. Okay. Yes. So your she mom was, was like the lone Jesus lover. Yes. Um, did you have siblings? Do you have, I know you have siblings, but yes. where were they when you got pregnant? Like, how was that on your mom? Mm -hmm. They were, oh my goodness. They were, it was, it was a tough season for her. I mean, she's my hero. I tell everyone that my mom is my hero. I've learned so much from her, still learning from her. She's, she is just such a strong woman. Um, I just, you know, I can't say enough about it because at that point when I was, when I had to go to her and tell her that, you know, I, I'm pregnant and I was the good kid in the family. Uh -huh. My brothers were, were six and eight years older than I, than I am. So they were, they're older than me. Um, one had a drug addiction in and out of rehab. It was just, it was a really, really difficult time for her. My other brother was just, he was always, you know, just, he was the black sheep of the family, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, that type of thing. So, um, yeah, they were off doing their thing. They weren't supportive. They weren't like, it, it was just one of those type situations. And so for me, like I was her saving grace. I was her only good kid, so good, to speak. Quote, unquote. Right. I mean, I get it. Yeah. And she yeah, just lost you know, her husband three years right, earlier. Right. And so here I have to come and tell her, you know, I'm, I'm pregnant. And it was, it was really hard. I mean, she didn't receive it with just like, she, it was really difficult for her. Yeah. And, um, you know, she wasn't just ready to go run out and shop Make for baby Betty. Right. Yes. No, it's a 16. That's really young. Yeah, it was. I was 17 when she was born. And, um, but like three weeks before she was born, we decided this is crazy. You know, we're, we're going to get married. Let's just do this thing. We had talked about, I mean, as much as you could possibly know at that age mm -hmm. about marriage and commitment. Fortunately, I, I had a good example with my parents, my mom and dad. Oh my gosh. Up until the day he died, they were, they were so in love. I mean, they were affectionate. They were excited to be around each other. You know, that's what I grew up seeing. Um, her getting excited when my dad was, you know, she knew he was coming home from work. And so for me, marriage was something to look forward to and, and uh, it was going to be a blessing. And I mean, I knew it wasn't, we weren't starting off right, but I just was like, let's do this yeah. thing. I mean, I love you. We're, we, we, we did this. It was a mistake, but so we did, we got married three weeks before Elizabeth was born and Nick went back to school his senior year married and in then high, <laughs> his senior year in high school. Yeah, his senior year in high school, he was married. And, and what did you do? I stayed home. I got my GED. Mm -hmm. I immediately, you know, once we decided that this was the road that we were going to take, I got my GED, and which was really hard for me because, you know, yeah. I, I did really great in school. But, I, you know, I went back to school once the word was out. And, uh, you know, because we kept it a secret for as long as we could. I mean, I, I was four months pregnant before I even told my mom. Wow. I was into the second trimester, was trying to hide it and, uh -huh. you know, that whole thing. But um, I went back and, and I just, I look up to young girls that, that do that, that go back to school and just, you know, it, it, I, when I went back, it just, I look around and everybody's just doing all this silly stuff that, and I'm like, this is real life for me over here. I can't be in the midst of this. It just felt so ridiculous. For well, me. you had literally grown up overnight. I did. Or over nine months, whatever you want to say. But now you have a husband, a family, a daughter. It's like things, you just went from like teenage drama to I'm in the real world. Right. I'm sure so it was it, hard. It was. And that's basically, um, 
you know, so I, I started, I stayed home. I started keeping um, children. I, I started babysitting um, for just one family. That was a, such a blessing. So I got to, you know, stay at home Be with, with Elizabeth. Baby. Uh-huh. Right. And so Nick was off in school doing that whole thing. So it was a really, it was a really tough season. Where that, did y'all that, live? Well, we, we lived with his parents okay. for just a little bit. And then we actually then moved into the house that my mom, what we all grew up in, my house, my uh-huh. family house, my mom actually remarried. Okay. You know, she was widowed and she actually met someone and, and got married. And so he's a pastor and they had to move where his church was. So our house that we grew up in was empty. So then we were able to move into that little house. And, oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So um, finish, he finishes his senior year. Um, you're rocking the mom world. And then what, does he go play ball somewhere or is that when the Navy came in? The Navy came in because unfortunately he did not like, he didn't, he didn't keep his grades up mm-hmm. and, um, he was being a husband and a dad and yeah, I mean, he was working at Winn-Dixie at night and, and, you know, school ball, all of that stuff. I mean, and he, we look back, that's part of our story. I mean, he knows that he made mistakes when it comes to, his academics. He never felt, he would tell you that he never felt smart. He didn't, he never applied himself in school. And he is one of the most brilliant people that you will ever meet. And we laugh about it now and say that he was saving up all of his brain cells for (laughs) For later. I mean, because I mean, he is just the, the way that he knows and understand and retains God's word is a gift. And he's a pastor now, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute, but yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's like he saved up. He had never read a book. He had never read a book until he got saved and started reading the word. That's so, crazy. Yeah, kind of crazy. But, he, you know, it was just all providential with the Lord. He, he didn't go off to school. So then what do we do, you know, and he joined the Navy. And that was really, that was really one of the best decisions we ever made. So where'd you um, go first? We went to... Um, well, he went to boot camp in, in Great Lakes, Illinois, and that's where he had to do his school. And you normally don't bring family, you do your school. and then. But we were just like, I'm coming, yeah. you wanted me to come. And we loaded up, we laugh about this now. We loaded up with, I thought I had, we thought we were so rich. We had like $600 cash uh-huh. in our pocket. We loaded up as much as we could in our car and off we went to Great Lakes, Illinois to rent an apartment. With $600, we were going to rent an apartment. <laughs> and, of course, the Navy didn't move us because it was a temporary duty, you know. Yeah, just the, the so, first training thing, yeah. Right. So they weren't going to pay for us to come or anything like that. But we weren't having any of that. So off we go. And at this point, I mean, we look back and see how God has just, I mean, he is, I know it was my mom praying us through so many things when we didn't even have a heart for the Lord. He wasn't anywhere in our he wasn't even on the spectrum for us. And um, we get there. And in the Navy, um, and I don't know if it's still like this, but at this time in the Navy, you had to, you couldn't just go rent stuff anywhere. You had to go to the housing office and you had to get a list of approved places that they allow the, the you know, the Milita- service members, uh-huh. right, the military to rent from because, you know, I guess some were shady or yeah. whatever. So he goes in, it's like on a Friday, it's like three in the afternoon. And we sit out in the car, me and Elizabeth are sitting out in the car. He's just going to run in and get the list, get the approved list. And he takes a little bit longer than, you know, I'm thinking, what is he doing? 
And when he comes out, he has the biggest grin on his face. I mean, like so big. I'm like, what is happening? And he walks out and he has keys. The ladies were like in there. They're like, this must be your lucky day. Do you want to move into housing? And he's like, yeah. And brand new housing that they had just refurbished that we were the first ones to move in. And not only that, it was the housing where all of the instructors, I mean, we were peons fresh out of boot camp. He was an E1. Uh And these were instructors and things that were like, you know, E6s, E7s. And so here we are. Not only did the Lord provide a place for us to live, we're, we're here in this environment. I met two ladies that were just blessings, you know, uh. that I'm still connected to. And we didn't have a one, I'm, when I'm not kidding, we didn't have one stick of furniture the entire six months that we lived there. We were in this, <laughs> we were in this big, you know, beautiful housing that they just did. With, with no that, furniture. No furniture. Nothing. We had no furniture. We had no TV. We look back at that time, though, and it, it's some of our best it's memories. Be- I know. Isn't that funny? When you look back, when you're like, I've only been married 15, almost 15. What did you say you were? 24? We 27. 27. And you look back on those first years, and you're like, we were babies, and we were dumb, <laughs> and it was so much fun. You know, it you're was. just like, this is because you didn't have all the work. You didn't have so many worries. No, we, we were so broke. It was ridiculous. I mean, like our treat, what we did on Friday nights, this was back. Of course, now they're everywhere. But at this time, this was what, in 90? Yeah, in 1990, the, Taco Bell was the only place that gave free refills. That was oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that was like the first place where they started giving free refills when you dine in. Right. So they had a Taco Bell in the mall and we would go there just so that we we would sit there for like an hour and a half. And just get free drinks. We would just take turns. He liked Coke. I liked Dr. Pepper. So he would drink his and we would talk and then he'd go fill it up with Dr. Pepper. I'd drink it. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And then we took turns who was going to get like the last refill. That means you get to leave with it. And oh, yeah. Each week we swapped out. But that was our big splurge going to Taco Bell and sitting there and just drinking. So y'all bought one cup though. One cup. I get it. You're saving some money. You got one yes. cup because you get free refills and then you take your turns. Yes. Brilliant. Yep. Okay. So then you have three daughters. Right. Who are beautiful. And just lovely. Um, I want to hear, when I was looking at all of your stuff, I've been following you on Instagram for a while, and I thought your name was Honey, like I already told you that. But um, I love your photos because Instagram is my favorite social media outlet. Um, You can learn so much about a person, but yet not hardly know them. Like, you're an example for me. What I know about you from your Instagram is that you love your family. Like, that comes through so much. You love your husband. You love your grandkids. It's just like so much love just oozes from your Instagram. And so I've been really looking forward to talking to you about just that. Like you have three daughters. Are they all married now? They are. All married, grandkids, husband. And I want you to just kind of fill us, me, and the listeners in. Where This love. Is it different parenting adult daughters? Is it a different kind of love? Do you feel, I mean, the season that you're in, you're ahead of us ahead of me, not everyone, but you're ahead of me. Like, what is that? How has that transition been? I just gave you 5,000 questions, but the point <laughs> is, Stephanie, just tell us about your life and how different it is having adult children that you love dearly. And then versus like teenage girls that you love dearly. Yes. yes. Well, family is definitely my favorite. Um, that, that blesses me so much that that's what comes across because that is what, that's the dearest thing to me is my family. And, um, you know, we're all scattered. 
they were all married and my oldest daughter, she and her husband and all of the grandkids live in North Carolina, you know, 11 That's hours far away from, from you. us. Yes, it is. And then our youngest daughter, um, her husband is in the army and they live in Georgia. So they're like six hours from us. I only have one that's about an hour from us. Okay. That she still lives in Meridian. But, oh gosh, I have so many things to share about this. First, let me tell you that I tell everyone, you know, the best is yet to come. Really? The best is yet to come because if you invest, if you invest in your marriage, and in that season of busyness with the kids, I mean, I can remember that. We had three teenage girls and, you know, life was so busy. Pastor in a church with all the activities. All That's that a went. lot in itself. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and it's very busy. But Nick and I did certain things to, we, we invested in ourselves. We invested in our marriage. And, and we made sure that when all the dust settled and it was just me and him standing there, we were going to be excited about that. And, you know, when I looked at him, it was like, woohoo! Not like, oh my gosh, <laughs> who you know, are I you? Want my, I want my family back. Yeah. A stranger. And so that was, that was something that we, the Lord gave us the foresight to, um, you know, to just be very intentional about I that. I love that so much. I remember when Aaron and I were newly married, no kids. We might have had a kid. I can't remember. But I just remember Aaron got a phone call from a college roommate. <clears throat> And his college roommate told him that his parents were getting a divorce. And I remember thinking, who gets divorced after 25 years? I don't understand. I was just like, because I'm newly married. I'm in love. Like, this is the best time in my world. And I'm thinking, how are his parents? They've been married for, that's a lot of investment than to then say, well, we're done. And I remember thinking, I have no idea what happened, but probably that was when their last son, their last kid went off to college. And all of a sudden they probably looked at each other. I mean, I'm projecting this on them, but I know this happens. People look at each other and go, I don't know who you are because I've just been investing in kids. I think especially moms do that. Right. You know, like, and so I, we're, I love hearing this from you because Aaron and I have made that commitment that when all these kids leave, I'm going to be so happy with you. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be disappointed that my babies aren't here anymore. No. And so I love hearing that from you. Is it it's such it does, an encouragement? Well, it does. Um, I will say this. It, you know, you have to get used to the new normal. And, 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 and people look at us now, you know, our, our youngest daughter, she, it's what it, it's two years now that she's been married or a year. Um, I can't keep track of all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's just shame on me, but it's just, I mean, like all of the dates are just yeah. like, they just, everything just kind of comes together. But people look at me now and they see this part of the empty nest and how we're enjoying it, but they I, t I tell them, you see this, you see what's taken eight years of the Lord working in my heart and, and, and me trusting him and me, you know, realizing that, yes, this feels weird when each one of my girls left the nest. It, I didn't, you know, I didn't like it. It felt weird. We had to adjust to this new normal, but with time, you not only get used to this new normal, but you find other things that are even better, that are even more fun, that it's, you don't lose per se. You can, I mean, like when my first daughter, when she first l left the nest, I pined away. I was depressed. I'm like, you know, our, our family's never going to be the same. <laughs> um, my other girls are like, Hey, you still, Hello, we're still here. Yeah. You know, what's up with that? And it, it, it took me a while. The Lord had to really work in my heart. And, um, and then once I did and I was like, Whoa, I felt like I missed out mm. those first, probably definitely the first year of her marriage, 
into her second year, I made it really harder for everybody because I was just so, we are so family oriented and we have, we're tight. We love doing stuff together. I just really was um, hanging on to the fact that, you know, it's never going to be that way again. And, and instead of embracing Mm -hmm. all the fun, awesome new things, this new season that the Lord had for us. So I just, I encourage, you know, it's, I think it's natural to kind of feel those ways at first, but it's so good to have someone that's gone before you that tells you, look, you know, just embrace it. There, there's, there's things that are so much better that are, you know, it's different. That was great, but this is great too. And, um, and that's kind of where, where we are now, you know, with our girls, it is so different. You asked this question about having adult children versus teenage children. I, I didn't mind the teenage years. I mean, I wasn't, my girls weren't, you know, we did have a few, don't get me wrong. We had some very turbulent years with one of our girls. That was right. That was, you know, she really, um, she, she like all the boundaries that we had set, she questioned all of them where our other two girls were just like, this is the way it is. And, and they never questioned them and they stayed within them. And, but then our youngest one, you know, she like questioned everything. And so it was, that's going to do that. I just know it. Yeah. And it was really, it was really hard, you know, for a little bit, but I never disliked the teenage years. Mm. I had so much fun with them. I was that mom that was, you know, wanting to, I had everybody at our house. We were doing, you know, I just, I made it to where our, our house was like the hub I love of the that. activity yeah. and just tried to um, be present with them and do things. And, and we are, we were always together. And, um, so that that is what makes it a little hard when they do leave because you're so used to being together. This unit, yeah. Right. This unit changes. But um, the difference when they get married to how it is parenting them, and you never quit parenting. I mean, like, they just, the, the things that you are praying about and concerned about and you talk about all of the, you never like turn off being a mom. Mm-hmm. There's just new things, new concerns, new like, oh my gosh, things. Yeah. But it's like that authority has been transferred. We no longer, it's like we, we can talk to them about things that it's just so different. I don't know. It, it, it is completely different and wonderful. Yeah. Um, being the mom of married daughters versus teenage daughters that, you know, you have to be the authority. You have to be the one that kind of uh-huh. the rules. And now there's new people in their world. They have a husband. Yeah. I mean, you even said earlier, you look up to your mom so much and she's like your hero. And I'm sure that she would, even if we had this conversation with her, talk about parenting, you know, a 47 year old woman versus a 16 or 20, and um, that there's challenges in that as well, that we'll all experience, you know, if we live right. to be 80 again. Um, I was thinking about the new normal. I think women go through that as well when we're adding children to our family. Sure. Like I've heard so many moms say, I don't know if I have enough love for another child. And you're used to having a family of four. And then all of a sudden you've got like a family of five and you realize there's plenty of love for a family of five or a family of six, whatever. But my friend Jen, her son's leaving to go to college at the end of this year. And it's her first. And she's got four more after him. So it's like she's going to have one every other year. And she said, I remember she told me, she's like, one of the hard things is like, all of a sudden there'll be like someone missing from the house. Like that feeling of like, oh, they're supposed to be here, but they're at college. And oh, it it, it, it is. That, my oldest is in sixth grade. And so it seems so far away from me, but it just still kind of tugs at my heart and hurts a little bit. Yeah, I, that was the hardest thing. Like I was not prepared for the absence of my oldest daughter 
when when she got married because um, she went straight from she chose not to go to college. We were in full time evangelism at that time. She knew that she was wanting to get married and we were traveling. We were on the road quite a bit. She wanted to travel with us that last year before Mm -hmm. she got married. And so that was, you know, she come to us and we said, if that's what you feel led to do. So she literally went straight from sharing a room with her sister. To sharing a room with her husband? Yes, exactly. They shared a bed. They didn't just share a room. They they slept in the same bed. And (laughs) so she didn't have to adjust to another person in the bed. She was used to that. Yeah, she was totally used to that. But for me, like I could hear them. They were always cutting up. They had, they have these little sister voices. They do these little they both have this voice, you know, you can hear them like cutting up, talking to each other in these little silly cartoon character sounding voices or whatever. And I would just walk past the room. You would hear them, you know, you could just hear them in there. And I just love that. And when she got married, the absence was just like, it was, I mean, I knew that she was, I knew that this was God's will. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have picked a better son-in-law if I had like went search the whole world. Uh We, we love him. We love his family. We knew that this was the Lord's will, but it was just like, I grieved her presence in our home. And so that was, that was really hard. That was the new normal that I had to kind of get used to. Guys, another sponsor for today's show is Prep Dish. And I just want to thank Prep Dish for sponsoring the show. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. So we're still in January. How's your meal planning go? That might be some of your New Year's resolutions. But if you want to check out Prep Dish, each week you're going to receive an email that contains a grocery list and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. So this is the thing where you go to the grocery store, you get all your stuff, you prep all your meals, and then throughout the week you have these meals that are already prepped for you. If that is not amazing, I don't know what is. So you're going to have about two to three hours of meal prep whenever you want to do that, Sunday afternoon, Monday morning, whenever works for you. And then you're going to have meals ready for the rest of the week. Not only is this an amazing time saver, but it is a great way to kick off to healthy eating in 2016. So many people take January to get back on the game of eating healthy. All of these meals are made with real food. There's nothing processed and subscribers, when you subscribe, you have the option of gluten-free, dairy-free, or paleo meal plans. And so she's going to help you get healthy food into your family's body. Allison, who's the creator of this, who comes up with these amazing meals, she's offering the listeners of the happy hour a special rate of $4 for the first month. Guys, that's a dollar a week for a meal plan. We can do this. That is a time saver. It is worth $100 for time saving, but it's a dollar a week for meal plan. So go to prepdish.com slash happy hour, and that deal is going to get you $4 trial. Again, it's prepdish.com slash happy hour for a $4 trial membership. Guys, check out Prep Dish, and here we are back to the show with Stephanie. Okay, so I want you to tell me a few things. I want to tell you, I want you to tell me how you came to know the Lord. And I also want to hear about your family tree because <laughs> I, I told you already, I read this last night and I was like, I, my eyes are spinning. I do not understand this. Like I almost got up and went and got a pen and paper to like make my own family tree, like on <laughs> a piece of paper because I could not understand it. But it is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Stephanie, is it, it hilarious is. to you? Oh gosh. Yeah. It's hilarious. It has gotten us into so many, um, crazy situations because we're all connected and I'll get to that. Let, let me share because our family tree, the way that I came to know the Lord and Nick is all intertwined with our family tree. And 
oh gosh, let's see. I may just tell you about how I came to know the Lord when I get to that part in the family tree okay, story. Let's go. How about this, that? Yes. Um, okay. So Nick and I get married, you know, we're young, we get married, we're living with his parents and, um, his mom, like when I started dating Nick and I started, my mom would let me go to his house and I started like being around his side of his family. I was so shocked with his parents' relationship because Good or bad, bad. Oh. I had, they, it was so cold. They, um, I was so used to affection. Right. I was so used to, you know, my dad just, just treated my mom with so much respect. And, um, you know, she in turn did that for him. And it just, when I got, when I started going and doing things to his house at, at my husband's house, you know, we were dating at that time. I just was so like floored of, of the relationship of, that his parents had. It was very cold and very distant. And, um, so it wasn't shocking to me when Miss Diane at, at, you know, my mother-in-law at this point, it was a couple, it was right after Elizabeth was born when she just, she said, I, I can't do this anymore. I've had enough. And she left. She, and y'all were living with them. We were living with them. And um, it, that's it, a shocker for a newly married 17 <laughs> year old girl that the people oh you're gosh. living with are saying, I'm done with marriage. I mean, I'm sure that was yeah. hard. It, it, the hard part wasn't, I mean, I almost, and see, I was lost at this time. So oh, yeah. I, I wasn't thinking you need to work it out. You need to stick, you know, none of that. It was like, you saw like, the hardness and right. you were like, Get I out. saw, I saw how sad she was. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I knew what she didn't have because of what I you knew my parents it, right. had. Right. So at that point that, you know, I wasn't looking at anything biblically. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't and a believer either, was she? She wasn't a Nobody believer. Nobody loves Jesus. No. Okay, got it. No. Just just my mom uh-huh. and my stepdad, who was a pastor that she, you know, that she met and married. So she leaves and Nick's two brothers were young. His brothers at the time were 13 and um, 13 and 15, maybe. Mm-hmm. So she leaves and I am there in this house taking care of now. Now, I'm oh like gosh, newly married. <laughs> yes. With a baby, with a baby, with a new baby married, you know, I'm figuring out how to be a wife and, um, she leaves. And so now I am like cooking, I'm doing the laundry, I'm doing all of that for my husband, his dad and his two brothers. This is like a mini series on TNT. Just, this just got started. Like, this is crazy. It's, it was, it was for real. I mean, like I had to learn how to her for leaving that on you. I never was bitter. You no, okay. I mean, like I, she and I got so close through that time. I would call her because I mean, I didn't know how to cook. I had never oh cooked before. Miss Diane is seriously, she could, I mean, she could give Paula Dean a run for her money. Uh-huh. I, I mean, seriously, she is anyone that knows her. So everyone knows. at the house was probably missing Miss Diane as well. Because oh, now my you're gosh. in charge of cooking. Me who had never cooked. I'm like having to come behind her. Right. Who, cooks insanely better than most people. Yeah. And, um, but she like, she taught me so much. I was constantly calling her and she taught me how to make menus. She taught me how to, my, my father-in-law, um, his name is Bubby. He would give me money. Like he'd give me $200 cash, which was a lot of money back then for weekly groceries. And so it is. And so she, he would give me $200 every week to go get the groceries for the week. And, um, so she taught me how to do a budget. I learned like really quick, wow. crash, how to pl- menu plan. Mm-hmm. Like I would plan out what we were going to eat every night. So 
I had all that figured out. I didn't know how to cook all of it. <laughs> Constantly calling her, you know, and this was back when long distance. Uh -huh. So my mom had moved away. And so I couldn't call her. Yeah. It was very hard. That was a hard season because I couldn't call. I had more bitterness towards my mom at that season than I did Miss Diane. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm like, I need you more than ever. And you, you've moved away and I can't even call you because, you know, I couldn't afford to. Yeah. But so Miss Diane and I got really close. And um, to try to make a really long story short, she ends up at this time. I'm still there at the house with Mr. Bubby and, and you know, the boys and all of that. She moves into the house that we grew up in. The one I was okay. telling you that uh -huh. Nick and I eventually moved into. That house was empty. We call, I called my mom. I tell her that Miss Diane had left. Can they move into the house? Well, she didn't want, she didn't want to do that because she was a believer. She didn't want to support I see. Mm -hmm. any of that. And right. so I just convinced her, you know, she has nowhere to go. Would you please, you know, let her, let her stay there? So she did. My brother, my oldest brother, um, he's eight years older than I am. He, um, he worked off where he was gone up like three weeks and then in, I mm -hmm. think, two weeks. Mm -hmm. He did he worked on tugboats that go up and down the Mississippi River. And so he did one of those kind of things. He didn't live in the house, but he would come back to the house and he would wash his clothes there instead of like going to the laundromat or whatever. So he comes back. Miss Diane's there at the house. She begins to wash his clothes. And, you know, the rest is history. They, she like falls for my brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's it it wasn't at that time. I bet I, I know. Can you it's like the best now, right? I mean is it it's the, it is such the best now. Okay, I mean, but at the time, time was it awful? It was it was beyond awful. It was I horrible. Bet. It it was I mean devastating. I'm thinking Because are you I crazy? bet also your mom was then like mad that she was in her house while this oh, was happening. Gosh. My mom was just livid. She was beside herself. I bet. That you know, that was happening. Everyone in the community was thinking, what have you done to like Miss Diane is thinking that she's gone crazy. She's just left this stable marriage, left her three boys and to now be she's with this dating. guy. <laughs> right. And Marvin, my brother at the time, he was not husband material. Uh -huh. He was still, he still had addictions. Uh -huh. He was just, he, he was not husband material. And, but what he did have was, and he always has, even when he was struggling with all of the things that he struggled with, he is one of the most loving and affectionate people you will ever meet. And so what she had been lacking all those years, exactly. she suddenly finds in this relationship. Uh -huh. So it was not good. None of us were happy. His dad I'm was, sorry for laughing. No, I mean, we all laugh about it now. <laughs> it wasn't funny at the time. I mean, literally... We could be on the Jerry Springer show. It, that's exactly this, right. Yes. At this point. We totally could because his dad is just like, at one point, he's just going to end it all for us. We literally had to call the cops. I mean, we're just talking. It was crazy. Okay. So how long did Miss Diane and your brother Marvin date? They or do dated, their thing, whatever. Yeah. They probably, I'd say about a year before they got married. And then they got married. They, they did. They got married. They moved on. They had to like literally move out of state because everyone was so mad. It was just, yeah, it was just horrible. His dad could not accept it and was threatening. And what was Nick, your uh, husband thinking? Was oh he mad? Gosh. He was, he was, Nick is so rock steady mm -hmm. and he's not an emotional person. So he's very calm I love that about him. It's been so good having a house full of women. Uh -huh, all these to have years. this calm spirit. He is yeah. 
he is so calm and he just has that. He just always, when everything's going crazy, he's able to just bring us all back down. Yes. Uh So even back then he was like that, even before he knew the Lord, that was his personality. And, um, so he never verbally like said anything. He never ran his mom down or said anything about his, my brother or anything like that. He just, he just, that's not him, but it, it hurt. I mean, yeah. it, it was just a bad season for all of us. So they move and they're married. And so now your um, brother-in-law is married. No, your brother, yeah. now, my is, brother married is married to my mother-in-law. mother-in-law. So and that mother- now makes her my sister-in-law. And your my mother-in-law. mother-in-law is my sister-in-law. Yes. Okay. And um, my brother is my father-in-law. Okay. That makes, that's the weird too. Yeah. That makes my husband my nephew. <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> it's my sister-in-law's son. Uh-huh. So it, he's technically my nephew. Oh my gosh. The, the, all of that, we could, could just go, go on for days. days, for days with, with all of the connections. So yeah, they moved to Tennessee and they, um, they are, you know, they're married, they're, they're happily married for, for quite some time. And then, you know, my brother with his addictions, he still had these addictions. He was no longer doing hard drugs. But um, he was still like smoking pot. He was still addicted to, um, you know, to alcohol. And she finally got to the point probably about, I think it was maybe like 10 years in, maybe eight or 10 years in, I think at this point. She's like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. You know, it's and and so. The, the affection and the love that she was desiring, it, it didn't last. Be- well, I'm not no. saying it didn't last, but it didn't fulfill that because now she's dealing with an addiction, addictive right. husband. Yeah. Right. And so she actually leaves him. And um, now this time I was bitter because at this point we're in the Navy. We, we've got our three girls. Nick is transferring. Um, we're going to be transferring. And he has to go to a school in Texas for two months. So instead of me staying where I'm at for two months, we're, we're like, you know, we'll pack up and move in, in a New York second. Uh-huh. I mean, that's like no big deal for us. We literally, we've moved 21 times. Oh my gosh. Our, it, <laughs> that's a whole nother story yeah. for another time. So, I mean, like moving for us is like, yeah, whatever. So now though, I'm not, I mean, I'm like, I've made roots and uh, that, that is not attractive to me whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Even. But, um, at this point in our life, I'm like, yeah, that's adventurous. That's fun. So while he goes off for the two, for the two months, I was going to go stay with Marvin and Miss Diane to put, put Elizabeth. She was in school at the time. Mm-hmm. We enrolled her in the school there. They lived in Tennessee. It's going to be lots of fun. We get there and two days she after leaves. we get there, she leaves. I was bitter that time. I bet like, you were. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? You're and like, didn't this happen about, <laughs> you know, seven years ago? It was, yeah, it was not good. So she leaves and, but this is when, this is when the Lord began to work in our family in a huge way that has completely changed us. She leaves and um, the, the, the couple that she worked for were very strong believers. And I, I, sh- I can assure you they had probably been praying mm-hmm. for both her and my brother for years. Mm-hmm. They both worked for them. And um, they invited her to go to church. And she was in this, the lowest place, you know, in her, in her life. And so she begins to go to church with them and the Lord saves her. Wow. And she realizes, you know, that she needs to make this marriage work. And at, wait, let me go ahead and back up. She had actually, they had already gotten divorced. Like when she left, she said, this is done. I'm done. I want a divorce. They literally get a divorce. Wow. And then she gets saved. 
And she's like, no, I, I love him. Mm-hmm. We need to make this work. So she begins to pray for my brother and she begins to invite him. And of course he still loved her. I mean, he, he never wanted her to leave in yeah. the first place. So he begins to go to church with her. They laugh about it. They like, he would pull up to the church and his, the back of his pickup truck was just nothing but empty beer cans. Uh-huh. You know, he'd get out of the church, probably still smelling like alcohol, uh-huh. but go because you know, he wanted to, he wanted his woman. He loved right. her. Yeah. So he goes and the Lord saves him. Wow. And I mean, he just begins to just, I mean, it's just crazy how the transformation, mm-hmm. but in between his salvation and her salvation, she, she comes home for, for um, Thanksgiving. This is when the Lord began to work in my heart. She's saved and she is so verbal about Jesus. And, you know, I had been brought up in church. I had so gone this to was church. it wasn't foreign language to you. No, 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 yeah. no. I had I was the good girl uh-huh. that had gone to church, was involved in, but nothing was real for me. It yeah. was just because that's what I always did. And mm-hmm. and so she shows up and I can remember going around. We've always been long before Instagram, our family is the crazy family that has always had a camera. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I have so many photo albums, it's ridiculous. But we had our camcorder and I'm going around, you know, videoing everybody. What are you thankful for? And when I get to Miss Diane, she's like, I'm thankful for Jesus and that he saved me and that he changed me. And I'm like, that's okay. This is uncomfortable. We right. don't need to talk about Jesus so much. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Uh-huh. And, um, but it was that trip that the Lord began to do just, I realized I didn't have what she had, mm-hmm. you know, it, whatever she has is not anything I've ever seen. And it was, she definitely was a different person. Yeah. And so I was thinking to myself, there's something about this. There's something about her. Well, then she's praying for my brother. He gets saved. And, um, that was the beginning. Wow. She began to pray for all of us. And that, that was in, let's see, when she came, that was in November. That was for Thanksgiving. Then my brother got saved just not long after that. Then I got saved that following May. Nick got saved in July and both of his brothers got saved all within months. Wow. All of this within months of each other. It was like just huge transformation for the Holden swept family. Through, swept through our family. Yeah. and. It was like genuine transformation. Like what, what happened to her, that's how it was for us. Yeah. I mean, we never looked back and, and we just, then the Lord began calling us one by one into ministry. Mm. Not only did he save us, which is uh-huh. so enough. Right. That, that's, that's all he did. I mean, just that was, that was crazy enough to see that. But uh-huh. then he began calling us into ministry and none of us are from a background that's like, pastor material. And your husband's a pastor? Yes. He's a pastor. My brother's a pastor. Marvin. He was a high school dropout, went back to school, got his GD, went to the New Orleans Seminary. He has a degree from, from New Orleans Seminary. I mean, it was like... Your brother Marvin that's married yes, to Miss Diane, brother. your mother. Yeah. Right. So then he, he, he gets saved. I mean, he's in ministry and then Nick feels called to ministry. This person who has... I've never heard him pray out loud he he is so incredibly shy at this mm-hmm. point in his life. He does not talk in front of people. Yeah. Had never read a book and he tells me that he feels called to preach. And I'm like, You're like what? I don't think so. <laughs> I said, Honey, I, let's think again. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I thought I said I, I you know, I think you're growing in the Lord and you're excited. He's and, like this eager new believer, like I'm gonna go right, preach. Yeah. Right. And um he said, 
no, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, he, the thing about Nick that was so refreshing, he was not brought up in church. Mm -hmm. So he did not come, he didn't come to the table with any traditions or preconceived notions or anything of how this is the way it's supposed to be. Right. He, all he had was God's word. Which is a bless. I mean, I mean, it's amazing to grow up in the church. I don't want to make that light at all, but it was sometimes can be a blessing when you're going in going, I'm just going to do what I read in God's word. Yes. I'm not going to do what I did growing up. I want my kids and I want my grandkids to be brought up in the church. I mean that, like you're saying that is, Mm -hmm. but it did. I mean, this was, God uses everything. I mean, there's nothing wasted. So even though he didn't have that background of that heritage, here he comes with, there's no like, you know, church politics. There's no, any of that. He just, this is what I see from God's word and what he's telling me. And, and he has, it's, it's been such a blessing to see how the Lord has used him um, in that capacity because that's amazing. You know, what, what he's always, you know, gone to is his word. Well, he, you know, he did, he surrendered even like without my support, he finally just went down. I remember when he went down, um, before the church to get, he had counseled with our pastor and he had said, look, you know, you can't, if, if this is a a genuine calling on your life, you know, there's not going to be anything else that you could ever do. You know, that that's going to satisfy you. That's going to fulfill you. This is, this is what's meant to be. He says, what I recommend you to do is just go before the church and get everyone praying Mm -hmm. for you. And, um, and he did. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he did this. You know, I'm like, pastor's wife? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I had, at, when he surrendered, when he surrendered before the entire church, and we were in a very large church at that time, he had, I had never in my life heard him pray out loud. And here he is surrendering that he is going to preach. And I'm thinking, this is just craziness. But yeah. Isn't he, that amazing how God can just, it's like when he's asking Moses to do things and he's like, I can't do it. And he's like, you can do it. Yes. You can do uh, it. Yeah. I, I've seen it just like over and over in our family, how the Lord takes the the least and the most unexpected and the most ill-equipped, mm-hmm. unequipped, mm-hmm. you know, and then uses him in yeah. such a way that only he can get the glory yeah. for it. Yeah. And what an so, encouragement, even like when you're talking about how he used your husband and your brother and all those people that are now ministers. But I even look at your story, Stephanie, I'm like, you, you know, pregnant at 16, all of that that you went through. And yet your family is like thriving and you are such a great mom and such a great grandma and you love your husband so well and you love your kids so well. And I'm like, look at that. Who would have thought that like a 16 year old young mom, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't always work out that way. And God just equipped you and used you even before you knew him, you know, preparing these things for you and your family. And I think that's just beautiful. And it's an encouragement to us that are hearing your story that, okay, things may be hard right now, but like you said, God is not going to waste this. Like he is teaching no. you so much in those hard times um, for what is he has to come. Yeah. I love your story. I'm so <laughs> glad that you shared all that with me. Uh, so now, you know, with our family tree, hit, both of his brothers are in ministry. His, his, his Younger middle brothers. brother, is, uh-huh. yeah, both of his brothers. The ones um, you raised a, for a few years. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, my gosh. Um, he's an associate pastor in, in Louisiana. And then his youngest brother, Jody, was in ministry. Um, he led worship for, for quite some time. He's no longer actively in like on staff mm-hmm. somewhere, but he definitely, you know, yeah. is, is in ministry. So all of us were serving, you know, at one point in full-time ministry. And I mean, it was just crazy to see how the Lord did that. 
And then, then, you know, with our kids, our, our oldest daughter was what she was 10, I think when we, maybe, maybe nine, when we, when we, when we got saved. So she can remember, she can remember our life before Christ and some of the Uh things that went on. And, um, but I just really, the Lord gave me a heart to pray for them and to pray for certain things for my girls and to just have a, like to look into the future, mm-hmm. um, as far as like praying for certain things to protect them. I did not, I wanted that cycle of, of, um, premarital sex to be broken, mm-hmm. that stronghold that was in our family. Cause Miss Diane, mm-hmm. she had, she had Nick at a young age too. Mm-hmm. She was 15, yeah. 15 when right. she had him. So I began to see all of these things, you know, these strongholds mm-hmm. in our family. So I began to pray specifically about certain things for my girls. Cause I wanted their generation to be different. I wanted yeah. that to be the first generation where, where they, this was a generation that grew up loving the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just like going to church, but loving the Lord, mm. loving his word, you know, just making him a priority. Yeah. And that's, and he brought, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just going to say he, he, he honored that, um, it. with, with the, with the young men that are now my, you know, my sons, uh-huh. they, they're, they're in ministry. Um, you know, the, the reason why our oldest one is in Wake Forest is because he's in seminary there yeah. in Wake Forest. He, that's where, why they moved. Yeah. And then our, our middle one, he is in, um, he's a youth pastor here, you know, kind of, it's an hour from us, but uh-huh. it's still local, you know, and leads worship there. And then our youngest one, he, our youngest daughter, when they got married, he had surrendered to ministry uh-huh. and. And wanted to preach, and then they, you know, he feels led to go into the army, and um, so that's what he's doing now, serving our country. That's but awesome. he has such a heart, you know, to everything that he does, he uses it as a way to share the Lord. So it's just so neat to see, just God did that in yeah. our family. Yeah, he, and it's it's neat to see too, um, Stephanie. How like when someone's looking at you know praying for a family members or praying for a family that one person. You know, your mom had prayed for you for years. And then when your mother-in-law got saved, it was like one person. God used that and just the ripple effects in your family. Love it so, so, so much. Wonderful. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. 
Well, it's spring and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. I live by routines, especially my same-day delivery routine with Shipped. Because when Sunday rolls around, I'm not scared. I got my shopper on the way with all my favorites. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at Shipped.com. Okay, Stephanie, I always ask my guests two questions mm-hmm. at the end. Number one is what you're reading, and number two, what is three? What are three things that you're loving? That I'm so, loving. So you want to start with what you're reading or what you're loving? Yes, I'll start with what I'm reading. What are you um, reading? I'm, I'm one of, that's, that's one of my New Year's resolutions. I'm not a resolutions girl oh, what is it? at How many all. books are you going to read? I, I'm, I'm not like being an overachiever here. Um, I used to read so much. I mean, like I would just devour books within mm-hmm. days. I would knock a book out and for whatever reason I don't read anymore. So I'm just going to allow myself one book a month. I love it. One book a month, you know, that's and great. So, right. So that's what I'm doing right now. And, um, I'm, I'm actually in like three different books. But the one that I'm like, this is my book for the month is um, Make It Happen by Laura Casey. and Because Nick and I both are more like let it happen people. Uh-huh. We're not like. And Laura Casey is a make it happen kind of person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm I'm only like three chapters in and I'm like, oh my gosh, do I really want to read this? Because, you know, I'm that's not my personality uh-huh. at all. But there are, Nick and I both, we have some things that some dreams that are, um, that we really have talked about that we want, if it's the Lord will, the Lord's will for us that we would like to do as a couple in mm-hmm. ministry. And, um, so I just really felt like this was the right time for me to read this and just see if I can take, you know, some of her wisdom yeah. and maybe begin to like, um, you know, see if we can take some of these things that we have in our heart and, and make it make happen. It happen. That's right. right. I, I like her. I, I've met her once before, and I need to get her on the happy hour. She'd be a fun guest. Oh, she probably would. The other book that I wanted to just, I, I read it, like I pick it up and read it probably every three months or so, just as a refresher. Um, and I have given this book, this is the book that I've given away more this past year than any other book. Any any new couple in our church has gotten married, I give them this book. 
I gave them to all of my girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called Why Is She Smiling? And um, never heard of this. Yeah, it's it's written by Amy Williams. And um, the little subtitle is The Unexpected Joy. I have a look. I'll, I can show it to you right here. This is the little book. It's a it's such a quick little read. Uh-huh. Literally, you can sit down and read it. I read it just sitting down in one sitting. But it's Why Is She Smiling? Unexpected Joy Discovered by a Most Unlikely Submissive Wife. Oh, and it's so it, good. It is the best topic. It is the best book that I've read on the topic of submission. Mm-hmm. As for us wives. Uh-huh. And, and why is she smiling? Because when we do it God's way, you have joy. And it's just, it, she's funny. She's humorous. Uh-huh. And it's not like this theological book that's just like you're reading. Heavy, yeah. No, it, it's just, I love it. So I always recommend this book to, um, to women who are wanting to just stay on track uh-huh. in their marriage or improve it or you know, someone young that you're wanting to bless and kind of okay, help Okay, that along. sounds interesting. Yeah. And what's the third one? Do you say you're reading three? I am. I'm actually, I've already read this one, but I'm doing it with our ladies at church. The best yes. Uh-huh, uh, Lisa Lisa. Uh-huh. Love it. I read it last year and it was, oh my goodness, it was so good for me. And so um, we started that in, in our church with my ladies group um, and they are so pumped up about it. So I'm rereading that one right That's now. That's awesome. I enjoyed. And, I read that as yeah. well and enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so good. Um, I'm reading a book by Gloria Furman. Are you familiar with her at no. all? Oh, she has some great books out. She is. Um, her husband's a pastor, and they live um, in the Middle East. But <clears throat> excuse me, she has a new book coming out in May that I got my hands on. It's called Missional Motherhood: uh, The Everyday Ministry of Motherhood in the Grand Plan of God. And so it's really, really good. Um, and it is more than just for mom. So it's like a, a good book about mothering children, but also discipling women. So I'm really enjoying them. Okay. What are the three things you're loving? Three things you want to text your girlfriends and be like, you're not going to believe about this. Three things you're loving. <laughs> okay. One that has changed my life that I cannot believe. I've oh, I can't. 40, I love things 44 that change years. lives. Yeah, well, it's not, I promise it's not going to be what you're expecting. But, you know, everybody's into these adult coloring books, right? Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I got, I got a couple, you know, over the holidays and, and, um, someone sent me a couple and I've got my, you know, my little 24 pack of pencil colors. Right. And my last trip, we went to see the grandkids. I brought them with me and they just thought that was awesome that I would, you know, they could Color, use honey's yes. special coloring pages. Well, anyway, it doesn't take long as we're coloring and to realize that, if you don't sharpen these things, you're not going to be able to color these pages because the little sections in the pictures are so little. Yes. You, your pencils have to be sharp. So Nick goes, I, I, we send Papa to the store to buy all of his little pencil sharpeners. And he comes back with an electric pencil sharpener. I've never owned one my entire life. I've never used one like for personal. I'm, I'm, right. I have at some point in my life, I've actually stuck a pencil in an electric pencil sharpener. Right. I'm not saying that, but I've never had one personally to use for myself at any time that I choose to sharpen a pencil. I've always just did the little uh-huh, paint yeah, paint for thing. sure. So anyway, he brings one home. It, it was almost the highlight of my Christmas that season. I'm like, I, of course we left it for the grandkids and I was like, I have to get my own. Yeah. And that's what he bought me for Christmas. It was wrapped under the tree. I got my own electric pencil that sharpener the and there, it's just amazing. I that mean, is so funny. We, uh, my mom, when she was here, bought an adult coloring book 
and her and Story would color in them and Story got her own. And then my my um, mother-in-law is here now and she brought with her stacks that she's been working on um, and they've been coloring together. But let me tell you what my father-in-law did for my mother-in-law. So she's been coloring in these coloring books and my um, Aaron's dad, my father-in-law, Mike, is a phenomenal artist. And so he sent me a text a couple of months ago and asked me a bunch of questions about the kids' favorite things, you know? And I'm like, what is this for? And he said it was for a gift for his wife. And I'm like, what is he going to do? He gave her her own individual coloring pages with all of the grandkids on them. So it had the grandkids, like he drew a picture of the grandchild and then all of their favorite things for her to color. Isn't that not amazing? I love it. I live for that kind of stuff. That is awesome. And then they gave the kids their own page. And so I told them if they color it really pretty, like we'll have it framed. And so it's like, it's just so beautiful. And I thought, what a great gift. Yeah. He's an artist. He can do that. Okay. What's your second thing you're loving? Oh gosh. Um, my second thing is there, it's all like little nothing, but is it, this best? is another thing. I know this, I've had one of these, but it got broke and I just totally forgot how awesome they are. But I requested this in my stocking from my mom. My mom like fills my stocking for me. So yeah, I, I still get, uh-huh. yeah, she brings stuff and we wake up and my stockings, you know, filled from my mom. But anyway, the 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 magnifying mirrors that like magnify everything like a thousand times uh-huh. and a fresh pair of tweezers uh, like you use the same pair for you forget that yes. they don't well I just saved the mirror forever like just I I'm like how in the world have y'all let me go out the house with all of this stuff I mean you don't realize that it's there until you get one. Do you have one of those magnifying? No, I'd mirrors? rather not have one. Now oh you're my telling gosh, me about no. this. I was you need ho- to no. because. I was at a hotel a couple months ago and they had like the swingy thing and I looked in it and I thought, oh my gosh, do I really have that many blackheads on my nose and no No, one's mentioned it to me? But do you not have whiskers yet? You don't have those little whiskers that pop out? Yeah. You got to pull them out every once in a while? Oh no, like every day. No one tells you that when you're 15. Right. That you're going to eventually pull out little bitty hairs from your chin when you're 37. That popped back out. I mean, like the next day, there they are. Well, that is what, I mean, when I got that little mirror. Okay, it so was, it would be nice for that. Yes, you, you need one. I mean, every every woman over the age of 30. I mean, yeah, really, for really? real. It, you know, needs one of those. And you need to like replace those tweezers. You think they're working. <laughs> That's probably Until you true. get a new pair. And then you're like, oh, they oh just, on the first try, it yeah, pulls it right is. out. So, okay, I love it. Okay, what's your third yeah, thing? That that's that's like crazy. Um, well, you asked the question, like you know, what would you text your girlfriends or whatever? The third thing that that you know, I don't know. Do y'all in? Are you in Texas? Uh-huh. Do y'all have dirt cheap's in Texas? Say the that store? one more time. Dirt cheap. Do y'all no. have the store dirt cheap? Not that I know of. Okay, I'm like the dirt cheap queen. That's what just, is that? I, it's a salvage store oh, that gets. Like- yeah, it's it's called dirt cheap. That's the name of it. And they get stuff like they always they must have a contract with Target. They always have Target stuff in dirt cheap. Oh wow! And like they'll get shipments in from just I mean they like they recently had a shipment of fry boots. You know they uh-huh. have I mean they'll get they have at times had like free people. Um, so it's but like they an usually, overstock place. Like they're probably no, buying it's, it in it's, bulk. It's not an overstock because it's salvage. I mean, some of the stuff is damaged. Some oh, of the stuff is like return. You have to dig through things uh-huh. to find the treasures. You have to, people either love it 
or they hate it. I would hate I, it. I'll let you know that right now. Yeah. See, I happen to be the one that, lo- I mean, I yeah. go in, but see, I don't even have to dig. I have like this like built in thing and I can just. You're like, scan. You, I can scan mm-hmm. and go, I can go like gadget eyes for the good stuff. Right. I can. And so, you know, my mom, she just like follows behind me because <laughs> I just, I have, you know, I'm gifted in that. Well, I went with my mom, my mother-in-law yesterday, we had to go to Hattiesburg and, um, to bring the, her grandkids, my nephews back to, you know, Nick's brother. They met, they've been staying with their grandma. For, okay. Uh huh. So anyway, we went and so we go to, we go to dirt cheap. Which is one thing I love. I mean, I, I always find amazing stuff. So we get there and we, there's, there's, you know, I went there to find boots. So I, I don't find the boots that I'm actually looking for, but I found a really beautiful pair of gap boots. They were leather. They were, they were just awesome ankle booties or whatever. So I try them on. They were a little bit too big for me. I knew that, but I'm like, they might work. You know, I'm going to try right. them on. Zip them up, and when I I zip them up and I go to sit back down, they won't unzip. And it's not that they were too tight for me. The zipper was broken. It's broken. Right. So I cannot get the zipper. I cannot get this boot off for anything. And and I needed my mother-in-law, who does not... She does not own a cell phone. Uh-huh. She doesn't want one. She doesn't have... I can't call her in the store. That's hilarious. I'm like standing up trying to find her. I can't find her. So I'm sitting there and trying to like um, get this boot off. And this man comes up and he's like, are you having trouble? And I'm like, a little bit. I needed someone to hold the zipper so that uh-huh. I could pull it down. Yeah. So this stranger, this man comes up. So I get him to, you know, he goes, do you need help? And I'm like, actually, I do. So he gets down on the floor and he is holding the zipper. We're both trying to get the zipper undone. It will not come undone. He says, you, you're going to need a pair of pliers to get this off. He says, I'm going to go walk up and down and see if I can find a pair of pliers on the shelf <laughs> and I'll be back. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I was desperate. I, there, there were, these boots were not coming well, off. You're like, I, you should have said, I'm just going home in them. No, I didn't want those boots. They had, okay. they, they, they were broken. <laughs> they were like, no, I, I needed to get these boots off. So long story short, he comes back with another man that works there who goes into the back, gets a pair of pliers. They're sitting, both of these men, I actually, because you asked about what's something that, you know, you text your friends about that. Well, I text my girls. I'm like, y'all are not going to believe this is me currently. And I sent them a picture. That's hilarious. Of these two men down at my feet with pliers. Both of them had a pair of pliers trying to get these, these um, shoes off of my feet. And um, it took, it literally took 20 minutes. Oh my gosh. From, from the start of the crisis to the end, it was 20 minutes and it ended up with three men. Another one comes up and all this time, my mother-in-law is like missing in action. That's I hilarious. I can't find her for anything. And so I'm texting the girls and I'm kind of known in our family. I mean, it's, if I get the giggles, it's more than likely that I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to pee in my pants. Yeah. It just happens. And Please so, tell me that you did. No, I, 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 my girls were like, mama, when I text them, I said, this is me currently. And it was literally a picture of the men uh-huh. down at my feet. Uh-huh. And my youngest one's like, mama, do not start laughing and pee on these men. You know, oh, and that began, and then I did get the giggles and I'm just like, Lord, if you have ever done anything for me before, hold my please, bladder, please, please on this day, let me not oh, pee my on gosh, these men that, are, is hilarious. You know, that are trying to help. And, and they did, we got it off and. So, but I, I, that I love dirt cheap. Okay. Um, Well, I wish that we had that because that does sound amazing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Anybody that, you know, 
that is a thrifter that likes to thrift, they normally would love dirt cheap. It's pretty I do awesome. not like to thrift at all. It's not my thing. I don't like going through stuff. I like shopping online. I don't like going in stores. I don't like any of that. So it's not my thing. But yeah. Stephanie, we have already used up our hour and I can't believe it. <laughs> it's blue. Thank you so much for coming on the happy hour. Seriously, oh I literally am going to enjoy following you on Instagram a hundred times more because I've heard so much of your story. And wow. so your story is an amazing story of God working in your family, um, saving you guys and knowing all along that you were going to be his child and all those things yes. that he worked out for you. I love it. Thanks for being an example to us young moms. Uh, well, I'm, I don't consider myself a young mom, but everyone that is a young mom, thanks for being an example to us about loving your family and loving your husband even more. So, so fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. Yay. It's been so much fun. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I told you that our family tree was crazy, like Jerry Springer type crazy. But God is so much bigger than crazy. And so I love hearing that story. I love that the redemption of how God is now using her story just to bring himself so much glory. Remember, everything we chatted about is going to be up on my website, jamieivy.com. And I'd love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Share something with me that you love from this show. Um, there's so many wonderful nuggets of wisdom that we can take from Stephanie. So I hope you enjoyed it. All right, guys. Live happy hour is happening. And I hope that you can be there. I really, truly do. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I told you my guests. I've got Jessica Honiger, who's the founder of Noonday Collection. I've got Rachel Hollis, who was a guest on our show last week, who runs the Chic site. And then I got Jen Hatmaker, who's a New York Times bestseller and is a friend of the show, been on the show a lot. And so we're going to have a lot of fun. My husband's going to cook dinner for us. We're going to just sit around with girlfriends, and you're going to get to be a part of the happy hour. So I hope you can join us. Tickets go on sale February 1st. The live taping is going to happen on March 6th. I hope that you get to join us. Okay, so stick around because March is not only the live show, but guys, we have something exciting coming in March that I think you're going to like. I'm not going to give you much information about it now, but just let me say this. You've been talking and we've been listening, so that's all I'm going to say about that. Today's show is edited by Knox McCoy and the music is from Jason Poe. Next week, my guest is Danielle Walker. Daniel is a writer and she's the founder and editor of the gluten and grain free blog against all grain. I know you've seen it. She has beautiful pictures on Instagram, wonderful website. She's a, she makes up cookbook recipes, which I think is amazing since I can't even cook, but she's my guest next week and you're going to love our conversation. Guys, enjoy your week, share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. I will see you next week. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.